Blessed Christmas, everyone. Oh, my friends, it's good to have you here, my friends. Uh, had you been at the 4 p.m., it would have seen that the whole world had come uh, to St. Nicholas. And uh, truly, the people at the 4 p.m., they really understood what Mary and Joseph must have felt like when they said there was no room. <laughs> not here, not in the outside seating, not even in the breezeway. Um, so my friends, uh, uh, this, our 10 p.m. Uh, mass uh, is quite tranquil <laughs> compared to the 4. My friends, um, as a priest, often I, I get asked many, many questions, and um, one of them is often is, does God like us? Does God love me? And one that's even more, uh, more difficult sometimes to hear is, can God possibly love me, a sinner? And our Christmas event holds the answer to that. And uh, and I want to say that um, I absolutely firmly believe that uh, God was more brokenhearted over the failings and sins of humanity rather than put off by it. He was so brokenhearted about it that he decided to do something. Ultimately, he would send his son into the world to talk to us and to show us and to answer the question that I get so often, does God love me? My brothers and sisters, on this night, which is full of light, the light foretold by God's prophets um, and so beautifully told by Isaiah during the whole Advent season, but on this evening. And my friends, uh, this year uh, we had a theme of light. Um, as you see, we have light in our our Christmas wreath and our uh, Christmas tree. And in our crash, we have lights. Uh, and we used as many candles as possible uh, uh, to put forth this uh, notion that Isaiah and the truth of it, that um, the world is filled with his light. And as Isaiah told us, the people who walked in darkness had seen a great light. Upon them, those who were in darkness, a light has shone. It is the very glory of the Lord that shone all around them. This same light is manifested to each one of us this evening. God fills this holy place and this holy night with light for us. The light of the Christmas event is not a blinding light. It is a light that gently permeates our hearts and fills them with a certain type of joy a certain type of peace, the one that Christ himself uh, would tell us, I will give you this peace. It is a peace that the world will not be able to give to you. And so even when things are nutty for us, we have this peace and this joy. The angel, as we read, said, do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you the good news of great joy for all people, everyone. And so the light of Christmas should instill a certain peace and joy within us 
And I know some of you will say, well, why? Why? Well, it's found uh, in the words of the prophet and the angel. A Savior has been born. A Savior has entered into our human time. And St. Paul expresses it so wonderfully. He says, the grace of God has appeared, saving all. This is the profound meaning of Christmas. This is what Christmas is about. The grace of God has appeared. That is, the gratuitous love of God is revealed this night in the birth of Jesus. And this love brings to each who will receive it light and joy. At Christmas, more than any other time of the year, most human people will open their hearts in ways they normally would not. And I hope this is true so that everyone may receive this gift of love. My friends, we watch the news from all over, and our world often seems so pessimistic and hard and uh, disturbed by so much violence. And most of that violence the catalyst of it is human selfishness. But Christmas, the event of Christmas, interrupts all of that so that we may have peace. At the last Mass, um, I asked one of, the, uh, one of the teenagers, what is it that you most want? Hmm. A world at peace for a week, he said. A world at peace from a teenager. Teenagers are the, the thermometer of the feeling of everyone. Christmas instills that. My friends, many people think, well, I would think that God... Uh, would reveal himself uh, to this world, and especially with all of its meanness, and he would come as a stern judge who would come to inflict deserved condemnation and punishment upon humanity. But instead, he manifested his gracious gift of love, not by giving what we deserve the least, but by giving what we needed the most, love. He sent love. His grace, that love incarnate by his son, who presented himself not as a king on a throne or riding in on chariots, but as a humble, meek baby in a hewn-out cave, a crash, a little baby. Who doesn't love a little baby? For all the parents, how babies are, they have many reach out and they draw you in. We have a very wise God. Friends, the presence of the Son of God in our midst reveals to us above all else, that we have been loved by God the Father. 
without having merited it. You do not merit his love. He gives it freely to everyone. He does not discriminate. This is the central meaning. This is the message at Christmas that we should learn to accept with joy in the same way that the little ones tomorrow morning are going to accept with great joy the Christmas presents under the tree. <laughs> we should learn to be like them. To just accept God's love as gift. My friends, in that first Christmas, divine love descended into our human time. Eternity comes into human finite time and brought with him the message that we are loved just as we are, notwithstanding our, our mistakes and our weaknesses and such. But I've been putting forth perhaps to the contrary. We are loved precisely because of our weaknesses. God, in fact, loves us in order to save us. Often folks uh, think that they must first be good. They must first be holy before God will love them. But all of the scriptures refute that. It's really the opposite. We first need to be loved by God before we can be good, before we can be holy. And righteous, for it is through his grace, his love, that this happens. God offers us this gratuitous and generous love, this transforming love freely. For those who think just the opposite, you are wrong. That is not how it works. That type of thinking, that mindset, is going to lead you to a street called discouragement, and despair. The very opposite of God, who fills us with hope and love and joy. And so the gratuitous grace and love of God fills each of us with light and with joy. It can, if we allow it, give each of us the courage to move forward, to walk with our heads raised high as we are children of the God most high, to walk in faith, to walk in hope, and to walk in love. A child is born to us, a son given us. Isaiah, the prophet of the God most high, said. St. John, the evangelist, explains, God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. John 3, 16. Christmas, the event. God and sinner reconciled just as our great hymn speaks to us. Divinity and humanity united 
in him, Jesus, the link between us and God. This evening, I ask that you please, please allow the light of Christmas, the light of his love, to wash over you that you may walk in light. God loves you. Whatever circumstances you find yourselves in, you can be absolutely assured that you are loved by him. Be certain of this firm and absolute truth because it will free you from undue discouragement and despair, from lack of hope, whether it be from pride or from ignorance or from a hardness of heart. My friends, my homily is more of a meditation. I'm more comfortable with this Mass to tell you. The question was from a little boy. And that little boy would go on to dream to be a priest. That little boy is in front of you. I have come to learn through the scriptures that God loves me and you as we are. And I do not have to merit it, but I do have to share it as your priest. So it is my role to help you to walk in holiness and goodness. But in order to do that, you must first accept the fact that you are loved by him. You always have been. You always will. Amen.